Oh, yeah. What is going on, everybody? It's Game That Tune Gems back in the house for the month of September 2021. Did you remember the 2021st September? We sure did. Uh, it's your boy John Harrington here. We got Jesse Moore with us. Say hey. Hey. We got David Fleming. Say hey. Hey. And we ain't got no Johnny tonight, baby. None of that shit. Mr. <laughs> I had to go take a vacation that spans two recording, uh, two game that tune recording sessions. Jeez Louise, guys. So we're here, you know, uh, got, uh, you know, got the top shelf game that tune, fellas, for uh, for a fantastic <laughs> gems recording. Uh, uh, I hope if, he doesn't listen to this episode. I, you know, he knows what character, like, he plays on our show. He knows his role here. Um, but yeah, if you're just uh, joining us here on Game That Tune Gems, what we're going to do is we're going to listen to some video game tunes. Uh, we listen to video game music from 30, 20, and 10 years ago and just uh, just dig on those funky tunes, talk a little bit about the games, and reminisce about decades gone by. So we're going to be listening to music from September's of 1991, 2001. What a famous September that is. And 2011. It's... Uh, it's going to be quite a show, guys. Quite a show. So really, we you know we must uh, tarry no further. We must hop back in time thirty years to December. Excuse me, not December to September. <laughs> of, <laughs> skip this yeah. couple months. I mean, not a bad call, but no, we're going to start with uh, start with September of nineteen ninety one. All right, Jesse, you have been on a bit of a Nick Arcade kick recently, haven't you? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. yeah, so have I. I watched a little bit of it this week. I did the Paramount Plus trial and then fucking canceled that <laughs> shit before paying for it. It was uh, not a worthwhile service. But you've been watching some Nick Arcade. And uh, if I was to tell you that one of our games this month is from uh episode of Nick Arcade, which of the 45 or so games that have been on Nick Arcade would you hope came out in September of 1991? Which one do you want to talk about? Oh, geez. Um, hmm. Is it a Sega game? It's not. It's an NES game. Okay. Oh, NES game. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ah, oh, shit. It's got a you know a misspelled word in the title. Oh, ooh, ooh, um. Features uh, some felines. Perhaps they uh, play oh, some music uh, in some way. <laughs> Robo cat. Nope. It's rocking cats. Rocking cats. Okay. Rocking cats. Yes, that's right. David, did you ever play rocking cats? I am not going to lie. This is the first I have ever heard of this game. <laughs> I mean, that's good. This is uh, this is part of the part of the gems game, man. You you discover new things. You know, you, you I say, mean, when you were talking about a game like starring cats with a misspelled word, I thought it was going to be a SWAT cats game. That would be good too. And then you're like playing music because, like, wait, no, they yeah. had airplanes, didn't they? Yeah, they were the shit. Um, but yeah, no, uh, rocking cats. You're uh, playing as like a. Uh, like a jazz playing cat yeah. from New York who shoots people with a gun. It's kind of gangster as hell. It's kind of cool. It's, it's very, very right. Harlem Nights. <laughs> um, it's an Atlas game. Yes, it's made by Atlas. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. So you're uh, you're going around uh, shooting people with a cat gun, and I think all the different levels are based on like TV channels. Like you select a yeah. select a channel. I, you know, I think you can play the levels in any order you want. So it's uh. Kind of a this weird, funky cool. old platforming cat shooting game. 
Damn. Go go back a second. You said shoot people with a cat gun. Like, are you a cat with a gun, or does the gun shoot cats? Yes. You Actually, are a, it's a gun that shoots a fist. Oh, it's okay. Well, that you know, that softens this a little bit because yeah, the cover art of this, it's a cat with like a hat and a tie, and he's got a fucking just like a pistol revolver. Yeah. It's like, God damn, he's killing these things. But no, okay. If it's a it's a <laughs> you know punch glove gun, that's that's much more child friendly. <laughs> so the cover art of this is sense. cat with a gun. <laughs> I mean, that sold me. Mm-hmm. It, it seems, uh, at least based on the you know appearance from the cover, it looks like they're going after that Roger Rabbit crowd. You know, they want a, they want some fucking, I don't know, thirties influenced cartoons. You know, doing wacky shit. Oh yeah, shit. that for sure looks like a Roger Rabbit. I mean, he even has the little tuft of orange hair, like Roger Rabbit has. Yes, exactly. So he's a rocking cat, and uh, to that end. Uh, he goes through uh, several different levels, so we got a couple of those uh, from you know composer uh, Tsukasa Masuko. We've got stages one dash two and stage five. I love New York from Rockin' Cats.
So yeah, pretty funky, pretty fun. Lives up to the uh, to the title, you know, rocking though. Maybe a little more jazzy. Maybe they could, should have called it Jazz Cat or like you know Jazzy Cat, uh, Jazzin' Cats. Um, Pop Cat. No wait, that's taken. Yep. Uh, I like that first song though. It's got a little bit of that Chuck Berry beat in there. Um, it's uh, yeah, some good uh, some good NES tunes, man, from uh, from Rockin' Cat. So David, this next game, I'm confident that you have played it. I think, honestly, whenever whenever I say that, I'm always really surprised to find out that no, actually, nobody's played anything that we talk about on this show. Um, I want to talk to you about a, an NES classic that, if you asked me, I would have said came out four to five years prior to this. Uh, David, let's hit the links for NES Open Tournament Golf. <laughs> oh yeah! Apparently, which came out in September of 1991, not in 1987. <laughs> like I, I well, I know there was like there was golf on the NES, which was like a launch title, but I I feel like there was like a Mario adjacent golf game mm-hmm. released significantly before this. I would have thought. But I didn't bother looking it up to see if that was the case. I just thought that this came out a lot sooner than 1991. I mean, shit. Like, if you asked me if NES Open Tournament Golf came out before or after the SNES launch, I would have said, well before. And then, you know, lost a lot of money. So, hmm. you know, never take bets on when video games came out. Terrible, terrible. Why not? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Is there like a Vegas thing you can go to? Dude, yeah. I mean, it, and I've gotten in deep with those people. Yeah, they they, uh, oh, they take it very seriously. Trying to guess the dates of release games. <laughs> oh man, yeah, they're gonna take you my just thumbs. Look it up before. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so it's NES Open Tournament Golf. So David, did you play it? Um, I think so. <laughs> NES Golf because, like Mario characters. I'm, I was like, I'm looking at it, and I feel like I played it, but. Like I said, every, every golf game on the NES kind of runs together. Like, yeah. you, you don't really distinguish them that well. Right. Now, did you play on the Wii U? There's a question. Did you play Wii Sports Club on the Wii U? Yes. Oh, is this where they, like, remade all of the courses? I believe this is the game that they based two of the Wii U uh, Wii Sports Club courses on. Um, I think they brought up brought back the NES Open Tournament golf courses in, uh, you know, for, for the most popular system ever, the Wii U. A system that so many people played games on. Um, but yeah. Um, you know. I, I was going to say, I did discover a fascinating fact about this game just now. Hmm. Um uh, the Mario Brothers are in it. Um, Peach and Daisy are non-playable as their caddies. Yeah. And, quote, another non-playable character was Mario's old nemesis, Donkey Kong, who now works as an accountant. What? Like, apparently, Whoa. he's the one in charge of the prize money. Huh. So, Donkey That's Kong bananas. is an accountant. God, man. The, you know, they really need to, like, heavily canonize this stuff. This needs to be part of Donkey Kong's canon. Like... After he, you know, was toppled from the buildings, but before he went back to the Donkey Kong country, he briefly worked <laughs> as a golf course accountant. <laughs> like, <laughs> Dude, that's uh, the movie we need. Yeah. God, yeah. <laughs> Seth Rogen just doing yeah. finances for a country club. <laughs> uh, sounds mm. good, and man. And all of the wacky hijinks. Yeah. yeah. Mm. God, you know, wacky hijinks out there on those links. Um 
So yeah, we got two fantastic songs from NES Open Tournament Golf and composers Akito Nakatsuta and Shinobu Amayaki. Uh, we've got the title screen and we've got the Japan course. probably tolerate that music for 18 holes hmm. like uh i say that i don't know like uh, yeah <laughs> it's it's good funky uh you know fun music I, I was just thinking about it as we were listening to it i'm like is this kind of thing i could do for 18 holes of like you know in the way i play golf games highly high concentration like i really want to make sure i get that meter right and shit like yeah i could probably stomach it for 18 holes that's good music good tunes <laughs> But uh, yeah, we'll see. We should, man. We should have like a some kind of game that tune golf open. Like uh, that'd be fun. I'd play be it either down. on like the Switch Online thing, or like uh, we all have the same like Mario Golf game and try and you know submit our scores or something. We should uh, we should get a little, little game that tune uh, you know tournament open going. But that's another idea for another time. Uh, so moving on to the Super Nintendo, uh, recently released as of last month, and man, is it getting the fantastic support it needs this month. Uh, you know, one big American release for the SNES. And man, is it a game that 
I loathe. Uh, I don't know about you guys. <laughs> this game. <laughs> I don't know if Way you guys have. Us up. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I-, I need to know if you guys have either heard of this, played it, experienced it. Uh, I-, I received this game like as a hand me down from a friend. I'm like, oh man, this sucks ass. This game is populous for the uh, oh. SNES. Uh, I imagine it was out on PC and things too, uh, Jesse. That was a good sneer there. That's the kind of energy I want to bring <sighs> to this sort of populace. <laughs> it's like one of those. Um, I think it's like a god game where you're, yes. you know, you're, con- yeah, you're building societies and stuff. And those games are fine, but on a freaking console, like a 16-bit console, mm-hmm. no, thank you. Yeah, you know, I need a mouse and a keyboard for a game like that. And, like, trying to do anything with, like, a controller in those games is just, uh inscrutable. Yeah, no, the uh, the interface of this game was inscrutable to a young Super Nintendo playing me. Uh, let me see if I can, where's the, where's the chat on this fucking thing? I'm going to send you guys a picture of the fucking, you know, that's, it's from the Amiga oh. version, but it'll give you an idea of the on-screen, just, like, inscrutability. Yeah, uh, good luck. Yeah, it takes place on, like, the face of a book. It's an isometric view, and then it's just kind of, like, all these diagonal buttons that aren't labeled. And the uh, hell? Yeah, you're a god game, you're building things and, like, building civilizations, and then you can send them to war with each other or some shit. I don't know, man. It didn't click for me. Uh, yeah, I, again, I got it as a kid, and it was like, wow, that's... I realize now why that was given to me. It's because my buddy Walker didn't like it either. <laughs> like he just he needed that first game out of his house. Yeah, it's like you know he's got Secret of Mana now. He's going to offload Populous on my dumb ass. So <laughs> damn it, it's your problem now. It really was. You know, trying to figure out how to play that game. Uh, I think the only thing I remember from it is like there is a well-labeled button that just says Armageddon, and you just <laughs> press it, and everybody okay. starts killing each other. <laughs> But now that's kind of cool. Yeah, but that ends the game. Yeah. Like it's like okay, oh. well, this is the the only entertaining thing to do is to make everybody kill each other, and then turn this game off, <laughs> like, give it to someone else. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's it's like the the videotape from the ring. You just have to pass it on <laughs> to someone else. Yeah. Uh, you just got populist, but uh, yeah. So uh, we got two fantastic songs uh, from Populous. Uh, you know, it was uh, developed by a company called Bullfrog, published by Electronic Arts got a composer kazuo sawa who they pulled over from like uh i think like konami ultra i think he used to do like the double dragon soundtracks and shit so uh guess what the soundtrack's not very good guys but you know i feel Mm. the need to include it because that's what we do here baby for better or worse we got populace we got the main theme and we've got the ending theme because besides that the music in the game is mostly like wind music and shit so it's uh yeah it's a failure on most fronts but you know we're gonna do a little bit of populace Oh, 
So yeah, um, yeah, I, I really do try to maintain a pretty positive attitude on this show. But no, I, I personally have played that game and never liked it. So I'm sorry for any Populous fans out there. Please let us know if you love Populous and we just tore apart your favorite game. Uh, you know, we do apologize for that. <laughs> yeah. You know, because now we're moving on. We've moved from, you know, one unplayable game onto a system with fantastic games and just, you know, absolute banger classics for the rest of the uh, for the rest of this segment. We're on the Game Boy now, guys, and I want to talk mm. to you about a little company called Software Creations, a company that made so many fantastic games. And if I tell you that we got a licensed game for our next game, Ooh. take one stab at who the main character of this next Game Boy game is. It's 1991, remind you. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Both good guesses. Uh, I would play a Schwarzenegger game. I would play a Garfield game. Nope. It's the 7-Up game. This is spot for the Game oh, Boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Apparently the Game My Boy, favorite it, was, IP. it was just called Spot. It was not even called Cool Spot. It was, you know, merely the spot <laughs> on Game Boy. Um, well, but like the Spider-Man the, villain? <laughs> they didn't have the, like powerhouse in the game boy because it was portable so they had to reserve the cool for the super nintendo exactly yeah, all, all the cool shit was in the super nintendo version this was merely spot um but yeah it uh you know it's really something um i yeah i, I don't understand <laughs> i mean like I guess they just, they probably still do shit like this where they license out soda mascots for games. They just, it's all online or like flash games or something at this point. Like, yeah, I guess shit like this still exists. They just, you know, to commit to a Game Boy cartridge of a game starring the spot from the seven up commercials, it just feels like a big sink of like time and effort. And I just, uh, I'm, I'm happy they did it because it's so of its time, but at the same time, it, uh, I don't understand it, but uh, yeah. So it's um, it's not uh, like a platform game as I thought it was going to be. It's like a fucking, it's like some kind of puzzle like board game thing where you're. I was gonna say, what is it like an RPG? Huh. Are you going on spot quests? <laughs> That's what I was hoping, but no, it's not that. I was like, yeah, I want to see the spot go on little adventures, and it's not even that. He's just you know, you're just playing a game where you're laying down dots. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it's less than so I it's expected. Like yeah, it's like. Fucking checkers on Game Boy, but they, you know, every now and then they have little sunglasses on, so that's good. <laughs> it's checkers on Game Boy with corporate sponsorship. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's uh, it's really something. But since the uh, Game Boy port was done by Software Creations, I'll give you a guess as to who we got on the show for uh, the composer. Hmm. Uh oh, they're Machiro Yamane. Oh, the, that's a good guess, David. Yeah, no, very, it's not. It's very Konami of you, but uh, <laughs> yeah, think us, think legendary video game music composers, and think, Kuzo Yoshiro. Exactly, it is Kuzo Yoshiro. No, it's is uh, it one of the Fallen's? It is one of the Fallen's. It's Jeff Fallen. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. So we got some Fallen tunes. Uh, you know, uh, we loved him. We loved Jeff. No love for Mike. Um, yeah, but yeah, you know, we got uh, we got two fantastic songs from Spot on the Game Boy and composer Jeff Fallen. We've got the title screen and we've got Gameplay. That's the name of the song. And yes, there are like four songs on this. It's the title, the gameplay itself, and then like the credits. So you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, here we go, man. Some fucking Fallen Game Boy tunes.
say Jeff Fallon was just going ham on that sound chip, man. It was uh, fucking excessive. <laughs> it's like playing a nice casual game of sunglasses wearing checkers, and that shit's playing in the background. <laughs> like, all right, yeah, fine, you got me. I'm Jeff. I'm fucking hyped. I'm here for it. Um, so moving on to another game for the Game Boy, David. I know you're a big Game Boy boy back in the day, so. <laughs> Yeah, I want to know how much time you spent in a certain zone. The fortified zone. <laughs> how much brand have you had yeah, today? Exactly. It's the King Vitamin tie-in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Vitamin. You know, considering the last game was a board game sponsored by 7-Up, the name fortified zone makes me think of some kind of like tower defense type thing so i'm gonna guess that this is actually like a racing game <laughs> <laughs> gotta fortify that engine yeah, yeah, yeah. the unleaded zone no uh <laughs> um no this is a it's like a beat-em-up uh something or other <laughs> um something or another yeah. fortified yeah so again With it's vitamin c <laughs> oh wait no i'm sorry it's not beat-em-up it's top-down shoot-em-up um, oh, okay. And your two guys going into a heavily like fortified military zone. It's just a. Oh, okay. It's just cool fortified zone. It sounded cool, and it's a uh, you know I don't know Game Boy shooters, you know, fun glad. stuff. I don't know, man. I'm yeah. I, I, sometimes I feel like I put too many games into these 1991 segments. It's like maybe we shouldn't have done fortified zone. <laughs> no, fortified zone for sure. Yeah, no, it's dope. Cover art looks dope. A couple of you know. Uh, sick looking mercenaries. I think one of them is actually a woman. And, uh, you know, a get to. Mercenary. <laughs> no more mercenaries. Time for a mercenary. <laughs> wow, Jesse. I love it. Um, but yeah. Uh, That's what the Patreons pay for. <laughs> I think one of them has like special attacks, but can't jump. The other one can jump and do stuff, but can't use certain weapons. Yeah, it's, uh, it's so like it, the new warrior wear. Exactly. Just like that. Um, but we got two fantastic songs from Fortified Zone and a composer, Sukasa Tawada. Uh, another Sukasa on this segment. That's, uh, you know, how often? Sukasa. How... <laughs> not even. God, come on. We got stage three and the boss theme from Fortified Zone. <laughs>
Man, not bad. Yeah, I was going to say, now I remember why I picked Fortified Zone for the show, because the soundtrack fucking pops. (laughs) It's got that I was going to say, it's like, we spend a lot of time shitting on Game Boy music, but every once in a while, they get a really good soundtrack. Yeah, man, I've been really coming around on a lot of that stuff, which, you know, I thank GTT's Gems for that in many cases. It's like, all right, yeah, let's see what this is. Oh, damn. Damn, we should have gone to the Fortified Zone. Um, Yeah. So, sorry, Fortified Zone, didn't mean to, you know, clown on you, but, you know, your soundtrack <laughs> redeems you greatly. Uh, so, moving from that to uh, the fantastic console that we all had, uh, everybody here definitely had a Sega Genesis at the time, uh, and can speak to, you know, this uh, early Genesis classic. Uh, you guys ever play merely Turrican for uh, Genesis or any other system that it came out on? Yeah, I mean, the game is pretty cool. Super Turrican? Super Turrican is a different game than Turrican. <laughs> oh. Yes. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, as I'm to understand, Super Turrican is one of the last games in the series, and it's basically like one guy who had developed it originally. He kind of took this, uh, took levels from Turrican, levels from Turrican 2, threw them together, put them on the Super Nintendo, called it Super Turrican. Uh, Turrican was released on a bunch of different systems and eventually ported the Genesis. And then the Genesis got its own, uh, you know, fancy newer version, Mega Turrican, uh, playing off the Mega Drive. But this is the original release. This is, like I said, merely Turrican. Uh, And I I don't really know what that means for, like, the gameplay versus the versions that I'm more familiar with that came out, you know, a couple years later. But I imagine it's similar robots running and gunning, shooting shit, and, uh, you know, I kind of wish I had, uh, you know, pulled up a little bit uh, of gameplay to verify that. But I had to bring it in because it's Turrican. It's got yeah, music by, uh, you know, fucking what's-his-face with the umlauts, Chris Hulsbeck. Um, you know, fantastic. You know, that guy. Yeah, you know, classic Hulsbeck. Uh It's just got a fantastic soundtrack. They did a, did a pre- pretty decent job, you know, working with that uh, Genesis chip. And doing some some funky Turrican tunes, and obviously the future releases will have better tunes. But I, I saw it had to include it. That's pretty much the long and short on Turrican. So again, from composer Chris Hulsbeck, we've got Turrican for the Sega Genesis, and we've got Stage One and the Stage Two boss. <laughs> Thank you. 
um, game. Yeah, and, and those tunes sound somewhat like versions of the music that I'm more familiar with from like Super Turk, and but obviously you know a little more rudimentary and done on the uh, FM synth. So uh, you know, pretty cool, pretty cool tunes, and I'm glad uh, glad we got to listen to them. So we're moving on to something with the coolest tunes possibly of any game that we've ever featured on the show. Because guys, you want to talk about games with fantastic tunes, you got to talk about games that get music licensed from a particular band classic rock and roll band and i'm so disappointed that johnny's not here because i know he's the beach boy boy out of all of us but we're moving over to the turbo graphics and we're talking about yo bro (laughs) what (laughs) david explain what yo bro is and why it exists what is this we did did we talk about the game already on the show we have it was like 150 episodes ago <laughs> okay um jesse do you remember what it is <laughs> oh man as i know it's really weird yes. um i'm googling that isn't it like beach dogs or something you're a skateboarding bear bear that's right yeah you're skateboarding around shooting shit with a slingshot and you know doing rad shit while uh, Beach Boy music place, <laughs> right? Okay, yeah. utterly baffling game. Like you know, because you know what audiences were clamoring for in 1991 on their Turbo Graphics was a big old Beach Boys oh, tie-in. <laughs> like that's right. And the bonus round, you like became a superhero and were flying around avoiding missiles. Mm-hmm. Pretty serious God, business. <laughs> I'm not sure if that – I think you might be conflating that with another musical-based uh, game, David, but uh, I'll have to look that up. I honestly can't confirm that. <laughs> no, I can um, I can post a picture in the chat. Oh, okay. Shit. I thought you were, I thought you were making a Moonwalker joke. I did not no. realize that was also <laughs> – yo, bro. <laughs> oh, fantastic. The cover art is, is great. It's rad as fuck, quite frankly. It's you know really fucking cool. Um, but yeah, so it's Yo Bro, the Beach Boys themed skateboarding bear with a slingshot game where, oh yeah, you do turn <laughs> into a superhero and do a, like a flying shoot 'em up level with missiles. Cause cool. you know, that's what the Beach Boys were singing about guys. You know, bears. Yeah. It really is. Superhero bears, skateboarding, no won- missiles. No wonder Charles Manson's. <laughs> Finish that <laughs> sentence, Jesse. <laughs> well, he was friends with the Beach Boys. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, we got two fantastic songs. We got, yeah, I, I only wanted to do one Beach Boys cover. I didn't want to oh, do yeah. all Beach Boys covers. So we got one Beach Boys cover. Fun, fun, fun. Because this game is fun, fun, fun. And then we've got the boss music from Yo Bro. Because it's so Beach Boys. It's just you know not oh is it just kokomo i wish that really should be the final boss that should be playing on that missile shooting level you know where you gotta fly (laughs) to aruba and jamaica and who i want to take you who i want to take you (laughs) i can't say those and not say who i want to take you and i so frequently discuss aruba and jamaica but anyway yeah so we got two fantastic songs from yo bro so uh let's have some fun fun fun
Batman? <laughs> no, guys, I don't know. Took a very serious shift there. <laughs> yeah. uh, the time for fun, fun, fun is over. It's time to kill monsters. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, what a what a game, man. So, um, keeping it on. Oh shit! No, I got these all out of order. Uh, never mind. So we're moving briefly over to the arcade from the Turbo Graphics because that's where we all were headed. We we had enough of Yo Bro. Decided yeah, to throw some here. throw some quarters in our pockets, hop on our actual skateboards, and skate over to the arcade. And man, were there two fantastic classics that came out oh. into the arcade in 1991. From, uh, I believe, the same company. I think they're both Konami Jams. So let's start with the arcade release of Sunset Riders. Mm. Yeah. Dope-ass game. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Cowboy. You can't call it a beat-em-up because they're shooting shit. So. Yeah, shoot them up Yeah. Cowboy shoot em up And four players? Uh, three. Uh, I believe, wasn't it? I can't remember. Honestly, hmm. but um, I thought it was four players. Yeah, super cool game, man. You know, love the uh, love the style, love the vibe, love the just absurdity of it. Isn't there a level where you're running on the back of a stampeding cattle herd? Yeah, oh yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yep, they're just going around shooting people. Uh, eventually, I think you have to fight a maybe a mad Native American chief. Maybe that hasn't aged particularly well. Um, he, you know, that chief who shall remain nameless, <clears throat> Chief Scalpum. Um, Whoa, yeah. Uh, but no, I think there's more. Uh, I think there's more to enjoy in this than to be offended by, which is a great, you know, great sign for an old game. <laughs> Good old ratio, of, yeah. Uh, <laughs> offensive to fun. I mean, seriously, I think this one. I think the fun factor heavily outweighs the uh, datedness of it. <laughs> but uh, I know. mean, to be fair, you're also saying that as a white man. Yes, so, like, your perception is kind of a little skewed. Hey, but you know, um. Yeah, no, I, I have no follow up to that. You're right. <laughs> uh, I'll, we'll have to, you know, consult with some uh, some Native American tribes and see how they feel about this, or some cowboys. You know, how do how do cowboys feel about how they were represented by the Japanese in Sunset Riders? Like, does Japan have cowboys? Is this offensive to cowboy culture? I'm honestly curious. But we don't walk on top of stampedes. We're not that reckless. Yeah, come on, we can control the herd a little better than that. I never had to run on top of them. God, <laughs> you know, but. Anyway, so we got fantastic tunes from Sunset Riders and composer Motoaki Furukawa. We've got The Face with Courage, stage three. And we've got The Rosy Setting Sun, because I love a good Western Frontier sunrise. And just to start off, I'm going to do one of those fantastic voice samples. So let's get into Sunset Riders. <laughs>
David, you look I'm troubled. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, John. Did you say that you included that second song because you love a, an old-fashioned Western sunrise? Because the sun doesn't rise in the West. It rises in the East. <laughs> Did I say sunrise? Motherfucker. I yes. meant to say sunset. I mean, it's called the rosy setting sun. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> That's why I was like, um... Okay, good. I'm glad... I thought you were, like, somehow upset by the music. I'm like, David, these these are Konami bops. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah, fuck, No, Sunset Riders is great. It's just like, I love watching the sun rise in the West. Like, Maybe that's wait, what it was. what? Sunset Riders, Rosy Setting Sun, Sunset Risers. You know, I'm... Hmm. I'm all over the place, guys. I'm scatterbrained, as you as you know. But uh, yeah, I'm sorry, fellas. Yeah, you know, what a humiliating thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Your so, career is over. Okay, so I I might not know where the sun rises and sets, but it's I flat. do know. I I know a thing or two about the passage of time. Uh, I learned <laughs> most of it from this next Konami arcade game, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Turtles in Time. Yeah. It's uh, called a perfect segue yes. there, fellas. <laughs> so, perfect. Man, what a game. I you know, I haven't played the actual arcade uh version of Turtles in Time. I've obviously all my memories of it are on Super Nintendo. Um but what a fucking awesome a game. <laughs> um I'm sorry, you say you think it's missing a level in the arcade? Yeah, I think or something? the console release has one extra level in the arcade. Hmm. That sounds about right. You know, you gotta you gotta sweeten the deal when uh yeah. When you're putting stuff out like this, just look through the files here real quick, see if anything jumps out at me is missing. You know, you got your Big Apple, Alley Cat Blues, Sewer Surfing, Turtle Saurus, Skull and Crossbones, Wounded Knee, Knight Riders, Starbase. You know, I don't see anything about the fucking Technodrome. You wouldn't leave out the mm. Technodrome. Um, hmm. I see that there's a final shell shock in the Technodrome, but I do not see the... Uh, like first thing where you go into the technodrome, so maybe there was an extra technodrome level. Uh, mm. You know, I, I don't think know. it was. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because you wanted more of those SNES uh, mode seven throwing the Foot Clan at the screen moves. Yeah. That was yeah. the shit. But yeah, so uh, Turtles in Time, fucking an indelible classic beat 'em up. Uh, barely anything really to say about it. I was happy to include it though, because like I said, most of my memories of this are from the SNES. <laughs> so listening to it with the arcade sound was uh, just a treat, you know, just slightly different versions of these fantastic tunes that have become, you know, such a big part of my fucking video game musical upbringing. So, um, you know, do we need to do Around the Horning, uh, remind people who our favorite turtles are? You guys want to pick your turtles again? We, I feel like we always do this when we talk turtles. Raphael. Donatello. Michelangelo. And Johnny's not here. Yeah, cool. but I bet you that motherfucker doesn't claim Leonardo, so, yeah, anyway. Um, man, what a game. You guys got anything you need to say about Turtles in Time before I just get to the tunes? Because the tunes fuck. They fuck hard, Cowabunga. Guys. The whole game fucks. You're right. It does. It's uh, it's pretty good. What's your, okay, that's a better question. Favorite level in Turtles in Time? What's, what's the best, like, turtle setting? Hmm. Because I mean, I'm inclined to say sewer surfing just because it's surfing and it's fucking wacky, but the time travel stuff is fun. I I really like the pirate ship level because mm -hmm. Rocksteady and Bebop as pirates is pretty cool. That is dope. I was going to say, for me, it's a really hard choice between the pirate ship and 
prehistoric dinosaur times. Yes. Oh, yeah. Slash is cool. Slash is awesome. And Turtlesaurus is a fantastic word. And I just want to say it more yeah. often. Um, so, yeah, we got two fantastic songs from the arcade version of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Turtles in Time from composer Mitsuhiko Izumi. We've got uh, level one. In this one, it's labeled Turtle Swing, but you know it's the Big Apple 2 a.m. And then we got level three, Sewer Surfing Baby, because uh, I picked the tracks, so I picked my favorite levels. <laughs> Uh, 
Yeah, but we maybe should reconsider this show in the future and just do like single episodes where it's we just listen to that entire soundtrack and talk about yeah. it and just say, Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's good. Oh, oh. do some real deep musical analysis on this stuff. Yeah, like, like, oh, it's so good. I really like that. Yeah. Oh man. That's uh, <laughs> that's just awesome. The, the, the that sound fucks. The, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's Next the next song. Yeah. It's hard hitting analysis. That's what we should do. Yeah. The part that goes cha 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 cha. Oh, we, we that make, was so cool. We can make gems so much longer if we listen to the entire soundtrack <laughs> of every game that we feature on. Oh, God. My God. God. No. Uh, so, moving on, we're back on the Genesis to close out the month. And I had to include this one. Uh, you know, it's, it's September, so it's not quite spooky time yet, but it's right on the cusp of spooky time, which explains this release. Jesse, talk to us about Decap Attack. Oh, man. So, you're like, you're like a, a mummy-type creature, and you throw a head. Um, <laughs> Your head, I'm not I sure. <laughs> well, the thing is, is if you look at the monster closely, he has a face in his like chest and stomach. Dope. So, I feel like it's like other people's heads he's throwing. Mm. Um, it's it's a very, very weird game. Um, it's It's worth looking at. But unfortunately, like the level design or those big, like, uh, kind of, they call them like factory levels as oh, far as like, no, it's really? just like a big like level. You have to run around looking for like six of this thing so you can finish the level or whatever. So that's, it's one of those kind of things. And then you fight a boss and, but like, otherwise just stylistically, it's a pretty fascinating game. It's weird. <laughs> Did you realize? Did you know playing it that it was a an Americanized version of a Japanese game called Magical Hat? No, I, I, I when I when I first played it, I didn't know that. But hmm. you know, learning about it recently more, uh, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Why wouldn't yeah. you just do that? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, you know, how hard is it to explain to Americans that someone has a magical hat? You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's you know, we all played Super Mario Wait. Odyssey those years later, but like, you know. So. Excuse me, why is this man throwing his hat again? I don't understand. Why on earth would you throw a hat? That's a perfectly fine hat. You're supposed to wear the hat. The hat kills people. Is this man odd job? Yeah, unless you're indoors, that's disrespectful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Take that hat off while you're indoors, son, and throw it at somebody. Um, Okay, well, well, what if we change it so instead of a hat, it's a head? (laughs) Yeah, that makes far more sense. It's somebody else's head, too. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. If there's one thing that doesn't offend Americans, it's the occult. Instead of throwing man. nice innocent hats, let's throw. Let's have a fucking an undead well, creature throwing heads. You did say it was a magic hat. Magic is right. frowned upon. Mm-hmm. Shame. They should have just been throwing regular hats. Should have just been a man that sells hats with an infinite supply of hats, throwing hats. Nothing magic about it. But uh, yeah, so we got two fantastic songs from Decap Attack and composer Hiroto Kano. We got level one and level three. So let's sling some heads, boys.
slapping ass soundtrack, guys. Yeah. Music to really uh, throw some heads. It's uh, going to turn some heads, throw some heads. It's good stuff. Bang some heads. Mm-hmm. Oh, some yes. Head. Mm-hmm. All those things. Well, the many things you can do with a <laughs> severed head. Uh, so it's uh, well, it's time, let's guys. Let's move on quickly. <laughs> we are. We're, you know, we're moving on to our final game of the segment. Uh, we're still on the Genesis, and we've got the classic. No, not Sonic the Hedgehog. We already talked about that on Gems. <laughs> it's still pretty early in the Genesis life cycle, though, and we've got another fantastic Sega classic. And we've got another fantastic classic composer on the show. That's right. It's Kuzo Yoshiro time, guys. We're going to the streets of rage. Mm, yeah, yes. boy. <laughs> you know, how excited are you guys? They recently announced on, uh, you know, for the Switch that you're going to be able to play like Genesis games on the uh, online service. Are you pumped to play some Streets of Rage online with uh, with us, with your buddies? Like, is that going to be a regular game that tune thing going forward? Get together for some online Streets of Rage? I think it should That'd be. That'd be fun. I'd be Probably. Down. Mm-hmm. Who's your, who's your boy in Streets of Rage there, David? Uh, Blaze. Oh, okay. The one who is not a boy. Your boy. <laughs> uh, I forgot about. I forgot that one of the main characters is decidedly not a boy. Um, yeah, Blaze is uh, pretty awesome. Jesse, I, you know, you, you an Axel kind of guy. Yeah, I like Axel. He's because he's a little Terry Bogardish. Mm-hmm. Kind of squint. <laughs> he is. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm a Final Fight guy. I really have nothing to contribute here, guys. I, you know, I was, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I wish I had played Streets of Rage as a kid. All, all I know about this is that it's fucking awesome and it's better than Final Fight, and I didn't play it enough as a kid. Like, Who's uh, your favorite Streets of Rage character? Yeah. Fucking Hagger. Yeah, Cody. Cody. <laughs> 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 fucking love that guy. That guy, guy, you know. Uh, uh, what a guy. Um, he had his own game. Guy. <laughs> they made a game just for Guy. You know what yeah. they called it? Final, Final fight, fight guy. <laughs> so do you fight him? No. No, no. And it's not the last <laughs> time you'll see him either. Um, but yeah. What a guy. Who is the fucking third guy from Streets of Rage? God damn it. Why don't so I know Max? this? Adams? Oh, yeah. Or in the first Adam. one, it's yeah, yeah, Adam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the second Max. one added Skate and I think Max. That's yeah. who I was thinking. I was thinking of Skate. But no, it's not Skate. It's Adam. Uh, okay, so yeah. Uh, I could still claim Cody. It's... <laughs> Yeah, not uh, he's not Adam. I, I don't know him from Adam. Um, but uh, <laughs> guys, we got jokes tonight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, fantastic save our best material for gems. You got a favorite memory of Streets of Rage, guys that played it? Just playing it, like I do remember being like, thought it was cool the first time you used your special. And like it just shows like a cop car pull up and car, fire yeah. a rocket launcher, and you're like, "Whoa, mm-hmm. what the hell?" It's a bit of an outsized reaction to some gang violence, but it was pretty yeah. dope at the time, guys. Very of its time, thinking cops yeah. were that cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, uh, I wonder if I'm you know. Fire what's the timeline on Streets of Rage versus like the Rodney King shit, where it's like, <laughs> you know. What's- I'm just saying, like, like Sega's Sega developing this, and then, like, they see that going on. It's like, oh, man. Well, it, at, at Streets of Rage 2, the police don't help you anymore. See, so they, they got, got the fucking message. <laughs> uh, it was too late for Streets of Rage, but, you know, by Streets of Rage 2, they're like, yeah, fuck the police. <laughs> so, 
good for Sega. Um, so yeah, it's your bonus beats for the month of uh, September 91. It's Streets of Rage from composer Yuzo Koshiro. What a fucking guy. Uh, we got three fantastic songs. Uh, you know, indelible fucking songs. So, you know, you, yeah, I couldn't pick three songs. Like, I, yeah, I couldn't pick three wrong songs. I, I don't think I could do it wrong. Every, every, uh, track in this game fucking slaps. So... We got fighting in the street. We've got stealthy steps, and we've got violent breathing, and that'll do it for 1991, guys. So, uh, you know, let us take a walk on the streets, the streets of rage.
You know, I was kind of surprised that Turtles in Time did not get the bonus beats. And then once we got to Streets of Rage, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, no, the, as I was compiling the playlist, that is literally the dilemma I had. <laughs> I was like, hey, wait, you know, doing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like, ah, man, three songs from Ninja Turtles, definitely. And I'm like, wait a minute, Streets of Rage is on this episode. Fuck that. Can I do bonus beats for everything? Should we just start doing three songs per game? No, no, you got to no. stick to your guns. <laughs> you got to <laughs> so, earn it. Yeah. Exactly. Turtles, they almost earned it. But Streets of Rage is Streets of fucking Rage. So anyway, we've moved on. Guys, it's 2001. It's September. You know when we move on in this show, I always say, oh, where were you? What were you up to? I think this is one of the ones where all of us could say a pretty strong memory of where we were in <laughs> September of 2001. Like, I think <laughs> there was... There was some horrifying tragedy that was a formative event for us and everyone else in this country. Um, and I don't really want to talk about it very much because that's not the point of the show. It's a video game music show. Uh, and I think we only have one game that came out on September 11th on the episode. So, um, man, what a somber month <laughs> of uh, Game That Two Gems this should be. <laughs> Oh, thank God. I thought you were going to go with, and man, what a game it was. Yeah. Yeah, the, easily the biggest news of the month. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't want to, you know, it's not a, like a reminisce on 9-11 kind of show. It's a, it's a mention it in passing, and then let's talk about Tales of Destiny 2 for the uh, PlayStation 2, I believe. Um, oh. Jesse, are you familiar with the Tales series? I'm familiar with it, but I haven't played many of them. Okay. Uh, David, I don't need to bother asking you if you're familiar with it. I know of it. Mm-hmm. That's as far as I've gotten. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, it's part of the Tales series. Yeah, a series which... Oh! Uh, <laughs> I don't know why it bugs me <laughs> that they can claim the word Tales as their series. You know, you're going to tell me that Tales of qualifies as a fucking you know, unifying series. Get the fuck out of here, man. That's uh, that's not enough. I know they they're actually connected in you know plot and setting and developer and stuff, but still, you're gonna you're gonna claim the word tales. Nobody else, you know. Fine, Zelda claims the word legend. Nobody else gets to use that. It's the Legend series, not the Legend of Zelda. It's the Legend series. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, no. Sadly, I don't know enough about. Uh, the Tales series myself. So, Jesse, you didn't play Tales of Destiny or Tales of Destiny 2? Not those. No, I didn't. Yeah, no. Yeah, this is where we would really stand to, like, bring in a patron as a guest. You know, I feel like uh, a couple of our guys would be like, oh, yeah, Tales of Destiny, yeah. I I'm still playing all the fucking Tales games right now. But uh, it's it's my blind spot. But it's a uh, it's fun, you know, Namco uh, RPG series, and it's got music by uh, one of the, uh, the big VGM boys, Motoi Sakuraba. Maybe Ooh. you've heard of him. Uh, and also Shinji Tamura, and I, I say it legitimately, maybe you've heard of Shinji Tamura, um, but yeah, Motoi Sakuraba, kind of a big dog in uh, video game music composing. So yeah, uh, I'm sorry that we don't know enough about the Tales series. David, we'll have to rectify that. Stop playing Dragon Quest, or as I like to call it, the Dragon series. Uh, stop, <laughs> stop playing Dragon Quest and start playing Tales games. The new one just came out. It's supposed to be real good. Yeah, Tales of Arise. Arise, yeah. Yeah. What does that mean? I was mean? about to say, it's like, yeah, Dragon Quest Eleven. It's right. amazing. I've been playing it. <laughs> no, David, play that sentence fragment. Tales of Arise. Whatever that means. Um, is it Tales of A 
rise? No, arise. 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 It's yeah. one word. It's, yeah, okay. five, five letters, one word, arise. Um, so, yeah, you're going to have to figure out. You know, yeah, people have told tales of arise. Uh, but for now, we've got Tales of Destiny 2. We've got two fantastic songs. We've got Dragon Rock Mountain, and we've got the Inferia Battle.
slapping RPG battle music. Pretty, uh, pretty good, you know, little world music. Seems like this Tales series, it might have legs. Might stick around for another two decades or so. Um, but in the meantime, okay, so David, here we are. It's 2001, September, and on Sept. That, that's what it was. I got my I got my numbers crossed. But you got your Game Boy Advance. It's September 10th, 2001, and you're picking up that hot new release, and you just can't wait to pop it in there and play it. What game are we talking about? WarioWare? No. We are talking about a game that I know you love. Advance Wars. Oh, that oh. that's perfect for the time. Uh-huh. That was my guess. Was right. Gonna... Who's oh, ready I to be radicalized? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, se- released September 10th, 2001 in North America, Advance Wars. Uh, and what a game it was. What a fun friendly. and folksy little war game. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> so quaint. <sighs> Um, this At is least actually, they didn't have to edit anything out of it. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is actually the only Advance Wars game I have played. Really? Um, yeah, because I heard people say that this was one of the best Game Boy Advance games. Um, I was like, yeah, I'll check this out. Um, and I got about 10, 12 missions into it. And then I was like, I, I just can't do it. Right. Like, I tried. Oh, yeah. See, I, I thought... Somehow that this was the only strategy series that you did like, but now I remember. No, you don't like strategy games at all. <laughs> cool. I, um, Oops. I tried it. It's it's fun. I love the like charming characters, um, and all of the commanding officers have their own like power up. So mm. who you bring into battle like matters because everybody gets a super ability. Um, that's cool, and I like that it's not just like nondescript things fighting like just armies and whatnot like you actually have personality and characters right um i just wish that they were in a different genre of game agree jesse did you play much advanced wars yeah it was you know basically it was all right you know i I didn't play (laughs) the other ones um but I didn't play that game a lot. And yeah, it went on for a good few I years after this, it didn't it? After, like, not when it came out, but after, you know, stuff went down. <laughs> mm, no, it didn't go on for a good few years after this. It hasn't been made since 2008. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I was going to say there was a couple a, more. <laughs> there was a while because there was this one. There was um, Advance Wars 2 on GBA. There was Advance Wars DS. Mm-hmm. And then there was the, like, weird, gritty anime one. And Days that of kind of oh, yeah. killed the series. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's what anybody was looking for. I think they were looking for cute little tanks. Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah. Um, I, I, I'd be down for the series coming back. I don't know. Seems cool. I mean, it is coming back. Oh, wait. When did they announce it's coming back? What was this? Um, Not this past Nintendo Direct, Direct, but like one before they're doing a, a remake of the first two games combined. <sighs> right. Sorry. Uh, I do remember that. I, th- I thought you were, thought somehow I'd missed news that they had already like greenlit a, a new new Advance Wars. But yeah, no, that's uh, yeah, it's there, cool. There, there is a game called War Groove that's very much like yeah. Advanced Wars, but it's like fantasy based. And I was tempted to get that. I've been tempted to get that for a while. Cool. But I, I'm kind of in the David boat. 
I don't really like yeah. strategy games, but I think everything yeah, about Wargroove no. looks fucking cool. Like <laughs> I like the characters, I like the graphics. I don't think I would like playing the game. That's you know, yeah. And guys, that's kind of a deal breaker for the games. Yeah, like if if you don't like playing the game, you shouldn't play the game. I'm just spitballing here. I think um, at first you'd be like, oh, this is kind of cool, and then a few more battles, and they start to ramp up, and you'd be like. I just I want to play something more fulfilling. That's kind of how it's been for me playing the uh, the new ActRaiser re-release that just came out. It's Ooh, uh, yeah. it's because uh, I like ActRaiser, and they decided to throw in some strategy like tower defense parts to the town building, and I'm like, all right, these are pretty uh, just easy and fun and breezy. And about three cities into it, it's like these are no longer easy and fun and breezy. And I would like to just go back to my old ActRaiser, please. <laughs> like, uh, so yeah. Um, I kind of hope because I I tried Advance Wars, I tried Fire Emblem, and I like them except for the game. So I really got my fingers crossed that Koei Tecmo picks this up and we get Advance Wars Warriors because then I'll be fucking sold. Yep, <laughs> plays sounds... a tank running yeah. around just <laughs> shooting everybody, just spinning that turn around, blasting out tank shots. That'd be the shit right there. But yeah, so we got two fantastic songs from Advance Wars and composer Taishi Senda. We've got Andy's theme and we've got Grit's theme.
Yeah, I don't know what it was about grit, but I was I was drawn to that kind of cowboy shit. I was uh, it's a good vibe. Yeah. I feel like Ward needs more cowboys. Yeah, grit could have been a sunset rider in a different decade. Uh, <laughs> but moving on to uh, back to the PlayStation Two guys, let's talk about a fantastic game that you know, man, what a work of art that. I played for a few minutes and did not finish. And I feel bad realizing it now. Like, man, I never went back to that shit. Three letters. I-C-O. You guys play Ico? David, did you play it? I did not. Okay. It's not as fun as Shadow of the Colossus. That's for sure. Nope. They really hit their stride on that one. It's basically just like a puzzle platform escort game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not okay. very fun. No. Nope. Because I, I think everything I have ever seen of this game has just been still screenshots to show like how beautiful and artistic it is. Like I don't know that I have ever seen this game being played. Yeah. It's um it's not very pretty actually when you're playing it. It's <laughs> kind of grim and yeah, you know, it's uh it's like a desolate castle setting, so you know, it's got its kind of like, you know, I guess vibe, but I don't know. It, it didn't really work for me. Um Jesse, did you play play Ico at all or you know? a little bit until I realized what it was doing wasn't what I wanted to be doing. So what was it doing? Do you, you know, I don't know what's the what's the horrifying <laughs> like depressing twist on this one? Oh, well, I didn't get that far. Oh, I okay, just good. <laughs> knew that I didn't want to play an escort mission for the whole thing, and it seemed a lot of it was making sure that lady didn't get eaten by ghosts. Eaten by, yeah, shadows so, or whatever. Yeah. It, so, like, uh, you gotta, like, figure out how to get to the next room, and then run over and shoo these things away, and then go and start trying to figure out how to get out of the room again, and then, oh, those things are back, gotta shoo them away, you know, it's just, it was kind of annoying. I mean... I don't know. It's not my kind of game. No, yeah. I I, I thought it was going to be my kind of game because I you know, I guess I read reviews at the time and thought it was oh I got to play this, but uh, no, yeah, it didn't really work for me. Like, <laughs> and I uh, I don't know. Kind of like what we were talking about, Advance Wars. Eh, game's got to be a little bit more fun than this. <laughs> if uh, you know, you really want to get your hooks in me, you know, make it Shadow of the Colossus. Don't make it Ico. But it's uh, I don't know. It's a well loved game uh from a interesting developer and you know i'm glad they've been able to go on and do their thing what was that last one that came out with the big bird dog monster last guardian yeah uh, i was gonna say that one kind of came and went because like yeah. everybody was so hyped about it and then it came out and then it just disappeared yeah talk about a game that did not make a splash um you know surprisingly given the size of that bird dog monster but uh so we got two fantastic songs from Aiko and composer Michiru Oshima uh we've got the castle in the mist and we've got Intiti oh sorry what? no that's Intiti oh no. <laughs> I'm doing fucking celebrity jeopardy jokes now <laughs>
kind of music that I hear in my head when I see a titty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Things get very deadly serious. <laughs> um, yeah. So, guys, moving from that fantastic game to one that I'm hoping you guys know a thing or two about. Because, man, what a game this is. Dreamcast is almost dead, fellas. But <laughs> not it's not too late for a little game called Ooga Booga. Oh no, 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 Let's get out of here with that. That's that's problematic as all get out. Jesus Christ, that game. What's the story, guys? I don't like why? Why would you call it Ooga Booga? It's called Ooga Booga because it's based on horrible <laughs> caricatures of like South Seas Islands and like witch doctors. It's a it's a weird one. Why would they do that? <laughs> I remember because I have played this game, um, and I remember like every character is like a witch doctor with a like a staff that they use to attack and stuff and you can unlock so many different characters and they're weird as hell like i remember you get a superhero who's like a big buff dude in spandex and his wand is like a barbell Mm. and you can unlock abraham lincoln oh um interesting i don't I I want to say his staff is a hatchet, but I don't actually remember what he used. Um, yeah, this is a this is a very <laughs> odd game. It is odd. Yeah, I'm I'm reading about it now. The uh, the four basic kahunas that the player can control are <laughs> oh god, <laughs> uh, yeah, fatty, hottie, twitchy, and hoodoo. <laughs> Whoa! And you can unlock uh, other kahunas: death, Abe. Super guy and Joseph, um, and dwarf like, parentheses like a dwarf biblical Joseph. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it says Joseph, a caveman who says oh, Ooga Booga. <laughs> <sighs> I just, yeah, I'm a baffled by this. Joseph, it's yeah. weird. Um, yeah, it, and that's the weirdest thing in this game, Jesse. A caveman named Joseph. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, it, it's. I guess like a multiplayer party battle type yeah, it's game. Yeah, like a party game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're uh, yeah. like, hmm. you're on an island and you're kind <laughs> of like running around, like attacking people, trying to like score the most stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's uh, it's a fucking weird one. And also, you know, my last thing I'll read off the Wikipedia page for it. Ooga Booga received favorable reviews. Uh, the Los Angeles Times compared the game to Ico for the PlayStation 2. <laughs> what? Uh, How? I, and then, the, the, you know, we, weirder than that comparison, Gary Witta of Next Gen called it, quote, a tasty slice of lightweight party fun that proves there's life in the Dreamcast yet. Well, sorry, Gary. <laughs> yeah, you're not quite right on that. Um... So yeah, we got two fantastic songs from Ooga Booga. Um, God, I feel bad even saying that name. Uh, from composers Brian Luzietti and Larry Peacock, we've got the theme of Fatty and the theme of Hottie. Because yes, also apparently the Kahunas get their own character themes. So let's hear 
some Uga Abuga.
honestly, I think the only way that you could compare Aiko and Uga Booga is to, like, put them on opposite ends of a spectrum. Yeah, like, did the, did the Wikipedia thing mean to say they contrasted it with Aiko? Like, in what way could you? Well, these games are both video games. They both came out in September of 2001. That's pretty much all we got here, guys. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> like <it's, laughs> Ooga Booga, much like Ico, is a video game. <laughs> Do tell. And therein lies everything we have to say. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, thank God for Ooga Booga, guys. I mean, what a... What the fuck were they thinking with this game, man? Uh, yeah, it, it's good. Yeah, it, 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 it was... A, a nation was looking to heal, and along came Ooga Booga on September 12th. That really, really healed the nation. Brought us all together. Ooga Booga. Um, I mean, it was a multiplayer game. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We had to come together. Yeah, had to. And yeah, we all gathered around the Dreamcast and felt better about uh, September 2001. So, you know, closing out September 2001 with a uh, wonderful game. Um that I have no opinion of because I have not played it. Definitely thinking David doesn't. I can doesn't confirm have... it's a wonderful game. I can confirm uh, based on its legendary status. I'm hoping Jesse maybe has played a little bit of the series. Uh, let's go up on top of this hill, guys, where it's nice and silent and drop a oh. big number two. Cool. Silent <laughs> Hill 2. <laughs> Wow. That's what you do in this now game. You go that take a, is how you segue. Take a nice, quiet poop on, <laughs> up on Silent Hill. That's not what this game is. It's not a not a game where you're pooping. No, it's a game where you're farting. Have you seen all of the gas and fog? Oh, <laughs> that explains it. Yeah, it's a, it, that's what it was. They, that town with the experimental <laughs> visible farts. Um yeah. So Jesse, then based on that look, you uh, you also haven't played Silent Hill too. <laughs> no, I've not. Um, I've heard things about it. I know there's like Pyramid Head, mm -hmm. creepy nurses. Yes. Um, I think a Shibu Inu that plays the piano. Um, really? Yeah, I think that's one of the secret endings. You meet like this dog that is like can play music. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real. It's a big cult classic. Like. Silent Hill fans are are they're constantly clamoring for something new. Um, yes, there's rumors going around that Hideo Kojima might be making a new one, mm -hmm. which is real weird. We all have rumors. Um, we've I've recently heard that Konami's supposed to be focusing on its old franchises again. Like, no. hey, let's make good games again. So, I, no, I don't they know wouldn't what's do that. Going on. <laughs> yeah, you'd think so. Yeah. But I did. I did pray that they would come back in a recent Twitch stream. That's true. Or maybe all that. Yeah, the yeah. head of Konami was watching Game That too and was like, you know what? Let's bring it back for these guys. That makes as much sense as anything these days, guys. So yeah, um, it's not my series. I you know, I, I like no. I saw the movie, obviously. That came out years after this. But you know, I like the uh, the imagery and the creepiness. Doesn't he pull someone's skin off? Probably. I don't know, man. Game's yeah. creepy as hell. Uh, no, the movie. Oh, I, I, fuck, man. That movie came out in 2005. I saw it once. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? It, it actually, I think, is kind of fun, though, the movie. I believe it is one of the only movies in which Sean Bean doesn't die. 
Uh, oh, and it's even a horror game. Yeah, yeah he's like funnier. he's literally the guy that lives at the end, and it's like, well, there's your twist, baby. <laughs> like, <laughs> Bean made it to the end. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, no, I, I don't know much about Silent Hill. I'm not much of a spooky guy. You know, I, I dig. Uh, you know, I dig the season, but uh, you know, uh, I'm not gonna, not really gonna play a spooky game. It's not really my bag, baby. Uh, <laughs> so. You know, we got two fantastic songs from Silent Hill 2. That's right. It's the And that's the thing. This, it, this is the end of September 2001. A somber month of, uh, you know, <laughs> Ico and Ooga Booga and Silent Hill and Advance Wars. Uh, so we're not even doing bonus beats. We'll do extra bonus beats in the next de- decade. But we got two songs closing us out from Silent Hill 2 and composer Akira Yamaoka. Uh, we've got Fermata in the Mystic Air. I assume that's what, you know, that means farts. That uh, the mystic air is the fog, the farts, and then we've got Laura plays the piano. Now, Jesse, is Laura the name of the Sheba in you? Uh, or I don't think so. Yeah, th- I feel like Laura's probably a person, but it would be pretty, pretty creepy if at the end of this game the Sheba in you played the piano for you. Talk about a yeah. spooky ending, an adorable <laughs> dog named Laura that plays the piano. But no, I don't think that's what this is. But let's hear some Silent Hill music and bid a fond farewell to September of two thousand.
right, guys, we made it. It's a much more positive decade now. It's September 2011. Um, what a time it was, guys. Uh, a time for fantastic, fun, joyous games um, that we all love. So to start us off, of course, we're going straight to Dead Island. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, we got off Silent Hill and we ended up on Dead Island. Um, David, you didn't play Dead Island, did you? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I I remember like, this game just because of like its marketing because yeah. it had that like really intense yeah. cinematic trailer and everyone was like, oh my god, this game's gonna be amazing. And then kind of like we were talking about the Last Guardian, it came out and then that was it. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how I was remembering it too. I'm like, why do I feel compelled to include Dead Island? Was that just really well marketed? Did people like yeah. that game? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 eh. You know, zombies on a on an island? Okay. Cool. I remember it being more like melee focused too. Like like you would find like melee stuff in the environment that you could use as weapons. Which That's cool. Was, like, because a lot of them are focused more on firearms and whatnot. Sure. Because it was just kind of like a sandbox kill zombie game, right? Kinda. I think so. Yeah, zombie infested open world game, melee emphasis, yep. uh, four playable survivors trying to survive and escape the fictional island of Benoy. So, yeah, sounds good. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I didn't play it myself. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it just kind of looked like beachy Dead Rising. And I, was, I, I had already been playing some Dead Rising. I was playing Dead Rising 2 and shit. And, you know, I don't think I felt the need to hop on this one. Let me make sure I'm not telling on myself. Was Dead Rising 2 even out at this point? Uh, was it? Oh, God. Yes, it was. Thank God. Okay, yeah. I, I, yeah. I had had my zombie killing Phil. Um, yeah. As fun as it would be to go to an island and do it. You couldn't do it with as much style and panache as you could in Dead Rising 2, so I didn't go to the Dead Island. But uh, we got two fantastic songs from Dead Island and composer Powell Blaschek. Uh, we've got the lifeguard theme piano, and we've got another world from Dead Island.
Yeah, that is uh, that is the music of killing zombies. I'm I'm familiar with that sound, even having not played the game. That's uh, it's all pretty uh, pretty much there in the music. Um, so yeah, cool game. Moving from the Dead Island to possibly a game, I say possibly, maybe a little more joyous, maybe a little more fondly remembered by David. Uh, yeah, and not just based on marketing, because we're moving to the three, uh, not the 3DS, excuse me, we're moving to just still the Nintendo DS. Still games coming out for the DS, the 3DS, too new. So they got some uh, some DS games coming out, and they got a fantastic game starring one of your favorite boys there, David. Talking about Kirby, definitely a boy. <laughs> uh, definitely not a genderless ball. Um we got Kirby Mass Attack for the game, uh, not the Game Boy Advance, not the 3DS. I'm going to get the system right. We've got Kirby Mass Attack for the Nintendo DS. Jesus. Did you play Mass Attack? I did. Kirby Mass Attack was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. game rules. Yeah, what's the story? You got a lot of Kirbys at your uh, disposal? Uh, yeah, because as Kirby eats, um, if I remember, because it's... Look at that. It's been 10 years. Um, like he splits into different copies. So you have like an army of Kirby's that you kind of control. And I believe you control them all with the touch screen. Yeah. You like fling them around almost Pikmin style. Hmm. And then they just, you know, all like get onto an enemy and just start punching it to death. It's That's cool. Pretty graphic so it's awesome. one of, so it's one of those DS things. You're not even like playing with the game, like with the control pad. You're just flinging Kirby's at things. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. I didn't realize. It's it's fun. It's a it's a good DS game. Good yeah. Kirby game. Kirby's cool, man. Yeah. I feel like they always I do love... something secretly, quietly, like fun and innovative with Kirby. <laughs> and then, yeah. I don't know. It just gets overlooked. <laughs> like I'm worried that next Kirby game that's coming out is gonna go oh, like totally so under the radar. <laughs> it's like we made Super Mario Odyssey with Kirby and no one cared. Like <laughs> oh, I'll buy it. Oh yeah, no, I will too. <laughs> On principle. I was going to say, I love that that seems to be the pattern with Kirby. Like, they do a pretty standard, like, normal, fun Kirby game. And then the next game is just weird and wacky and has some, like, innovative thing. And then they go back and, you know, they do a normal Kirby game. Yeah. And then they switch it up again. Right. That's a good balance. Yeah. It's a, it's a good series for that. Nice, uh, fun, diverse series. Keeps it fresh. Keeps it fun. As it should be with Kirby. You know? Sucks up a new power, sucks up a new genre. So it goes. Uh, so, like I said, we got extra bonus beats in this one. So we're going to do three songs from Kirby Mass Attack and composer Shogo Sakai. We've got the Kirby collecting title theme. We've got fetching fruit in the bonus area. And we've got the final battle versus Necrodius, the terrifying fiend. Because, of course, it's a Kirby game. you got to fight a terrifying fiend named Necrodius. Makes sense.
that is uh, it runs the gamut, man. It covers all the Kirby bases. Um, you know, I'm I'm intrigued. I, I probably should look it up. You know, who is uh, who this Necrodius is? Mm, not as hideous as I would have thought. Quite frankly, a little disappointing. You know, just kind of mm-hmm. kind of a giant monster. Not so horrifying. More just scary. So uh, maybe this Kirby he's, game just doesn't have any teeth. I don't know. He's <laughs> a giant monster, but he's not an eldritch cosmic horror. Right. Though he does have a necklace of skulls. He's a pretty scary looking dude. I don't know. You know, Kirby should definitely kill this motherfucker. Definitely. <laughs> Break his neck. Yeah. Take Rip that skull necklace off and jam it down his throat. Um, but yeah, so moving on. Still on the DS, the Nintendo DS, a system that I can say and not get it wrong. I want to talk to you about a game that came out that I bet, I'm willing to bet that maybe neither of you have even heard of this game. But I had to include it because it's, uh, I don't know, it's sexy as hell and just, uh, it had to it had to be discussed. I want to talk about Sola Tarobo, Red the Hunter. You guys know oh, about yeah. this uh, Solar Robo? The name sounds familiar. You know about Red the Hunter, this sexy fucking wolf man? Is this the Is this the game where it's like you play as a wolf who's an air pirate? Uh-huh. Huh. Yeah, it's made oh. by <sighs> Yes. It's made by uh, Cyber Connect 2, so it's like a spiritual successor to Tail Concerto. Um you know, I guess it's technically maybe even part of the Little Tail series. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, you're playing as a sexy-ass wolf sky pirate guy. Um, that's all I need to know, babies. It's a, you know, cool, you know, anime-looking uh, DS sky pirate game. <laughs> I did not play this, but I had it, like, on my watch list for ages because it looks really fucking cool. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's... If I remember... It's like a like an RPG, but like an action RPG. It's not turn based or anything like that. Um, and yeah, you're like a sky pirate in who builds a tiny like mech suit, and you go around on like some big adventure fighting dudes in your little mech suit. And it seemed really like right up my alley. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I just never quite picked it up. Yeah, no, it seems really cool. Some, something crazy is. A prequel to this game was just released this year. What? Called uh, Fuga Melodies of Steel. No And basically, kidding. it's like a bunch of like these cat people and a, these big metal slug type tanks. And like it's like a turn-based like war game. It's it's ridiculous looking. I've been keeping an eye on it. It looks cool. like it might be pretty fun. Yeah, okay. I might look into that. That might be uh, just what I need to maybe get me into this insane looking game. Because seriously, it's like it's got a little steampunk. It's got a little anime. It's got a lot of furries. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just you know, what a what a mashup of things that you know, I find intriguing but find myself frequently not purchasing the game that contains these things. So Hmm. Uh, interesting. Uh, yeah, I kind of dig it. I'm looking at the shots of the DS game now. You know, looks nice. Good looking characters. The environments look, uh, you know, vaguely European. And then the characters are riding on giant like mech things. So uh, it seems pretty cool. Seems like it might be in that. Uh, you know, again, it's made by the Tail Concerto people. Maybe it's got a little of that Steambot, uh, bumpy, cr- uh, bumpy trot vibe to it. You know, looks uh, looks maybe even reminiscent of some Miyazaki type shit. Maybe there's a little uh, little Porco Rosso in that DNA. Uh, 
Frankly, I'm into it. And I'm into this soundtrack, guys. Soul of the Robo. What a fucking game. Uh, we got two fantastic songs from uh, composer Lean uh, from the Soul of the Robo soundtrack. We've got Cutting the Sky and we've got The Decisive Battle. Because I feel like maybe it's just me. But if you're looking through a list of songs and you see Decisive Battle, I just feel drawn to it. I feel like there's something that makes decisive. me want to play Decisive Battle when I see it. It's, it feels decisive. So let's, uh, let's cut through the sky and head to that Decisive Battle.
pretty cool music, man. Pretty cool game. I'm, you know, shit, Jesse. I might need you to drop me a link or spell the name of what you were just promoting to me, because uh, I might be intrigued by something like that. That uh, that could be just the entry to the series I'm looking for. Especially if you replace these sexy wolves with sexy cats. Oh man, then we're super in business. My goodness. But in the meantime, let's move on from this sexy ass wolf to a sexy ass fox. That's right. I'm not. I'm not going away from it, baby. We're going to the 3DS. It's time for Star Fox 64 3D on the 3DS. David, did you play that? Um, on 3DS, no. No, you didn't. No, because I I played Star Fox 64, then I played Star Fox 64 <laughs> on <enough>. Virtual Console, <laughs> then I played um. Yeah. Oh, and then when it came time to like Star Fox 64 3D, it's like no, I'm yeah. I'm good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I I want to see something different. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. That's uh, something I've been feeling lately with some of these Nintendo re-releases too. It's like wait, no, I don't need to play that again. Yeah, but you know, good on you. I I, I like it. Um, Star Fox 64 is fantastic, and I just you know it's this is one of the only 3DS releases for the month, so I had to include it. Um, you know what a what a game. Jesse, did you uh, did you play? 64 3D oh, yeah. on the I did. Yeah, on the handheld? Yeah. Yeah. How it's was fun. it? Was it how, how it was, was the 3D? Cool. The 3D was really good for, you know, the 30 minutes I'd play the 3D <laughs> on. You know, I was, my eyes burned out and I just couldn't yeah. go anymore. <laughs> I I always, you know, tried to use the 3D a little bit because, you know, that was the thing of the system. Right. And I figured about after 30 minutes, I was like, okay, cool. I I like that. Now let's play it for real. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, now I'm actually going to concentrate on more than just keeping my eyes focused. I'm going to, you know, be able to twitch and play the game a little bit. So, um, yeah, I didn't actually play it, uh, you know, either for my uh, 3DS, which I felt a little bad about. But I played Star Fox 64 so fucking thoroughly back in the day. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't even actually. No, fuck yeah, I did also buy it on the Virtual Console. Of course I did, because at that time it was you know fresh and new and hadn't been re-released. So yeah, um, yeah, well covered game well covered ground but felt the need to play it maybe uh maybe these songs have a slight difference in their uh, the way they're you know composed and arranged there's not much really it's not no discernible difference the the music sounds a little less compressed actually than it did on the nintendo 64 but uh just figured any opportunity to play star fox 64 tunes it's a good idea um, and I figured, yeah, why not play some ones that I feel like don't get as much love as some of the classics? So, uh, David, give me, give me a, a, a give me a C tier Star Fox 64, Jim. What's the, what's, what's the song that you don't think of when you think Star Fox 64? See how I did oh. all these picks. What was, was it Aquarian? Aqu- like the, the sub-level? Aquas? Where, Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I actually, that would have been a good one if it weren't for GTT Radio. Aquas gets played all the time on GTT Radio. Okay. I've heard it a lot. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jesse, what's a, what's a, what's a B to C tier Star Fox 64 song? What's a, what's a level that you think, th- damn, that's not a level I usually think of when I think of Star mm. Fox 64. Um, Area 6. Oh, I love Area 6, but yeah, no, that's, uh, you know, that's. I guess the answers may vary, but yeah, no, I went with two, uh, two of the lesser, you know, <laughs> not lesser, not, you know, not the, the songs yeah. aren't less. The songs are good. I just, you know, it's not coronary. You don't hear all the time. It's not venom. It's not, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, so I, I chose sector X 
and I chose Katina, the Independence Day level, because I feel like you just don't oh, hear yeah. people talk about yeah. those songs. So let's hear uh, those two Star Fox songs from composer Hajime Wakai.
Yeah, see, I feel like Katina is a bit of an underappreciated, like, kind of badass battle theme. And Sector X, uh, you know, I feel like I want to see more, you know, I want to see more Star Fox content, quite frankly. And I like the level where it's a little creepy. You don't really know what's going on there. You get there and it's like the blown out base and, you know, you're not sure what's going on. And then, of course, at the end, you're fighting a guy in a giant mech suit. It's dope. But uh, I kind of like the creepy vibe to it. I feel like Star Fox should play on the, the creepiness and the, the weirdness of space more often. But, uh, you know, it, uh, man, good series. They should probably make a new game. Uh, just spitballing mm. here. But, yeah. <laughs> no, nobody listen to me. Um, so we got one final game, guys. And I know that we're closing out on a well-loved classic uh, that everybody definitely played and definitely has opinions about. Um, I don't actually think that, but it does have very good music and, uh, that's why I chose it. So, uh, let me tell you about this little series. Uh, maybe you've heard of it. You're going around a castle. You're exploring. There's Vanias. I, I have no creative way to say this is part of the Castlevania series. Uh, the PS3 and Xbox 360 game, Castlevania Harmony of Despair. Guys... Any idea on this one? Did you play this one? Is this the like uh like multiplayer boss rush game? Oh man, I don't know. Hope so. This this isn't the 3D reboot, right? No, this one's not 3D. That's it's definitely a it. it's a 2D thing. And I I believe it does have co-op. Um, Is this the one where it's just like Okay, I almost said something really stupid because we're talking about a Castlevania game. But I was like, is this the one with the giant castle you explore? But like, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I know this game because I remember it being like co-op multiplayer and there are a bunch of different characters. Mm -hmm. Like you could get, um, I think Trevor Belmont, maybe. I feel I mean, like Alucard was in there. I was going to say, just right um, on the cover, it's Soma and fucking Alucard. So... Yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. Um, um, and I, if I remember, I feel like you can unlock 8-bit Simon Belmont. That's cool. Maybe that was a DLC or thing. Um, but yeah, apparently, yeah, Jesse, you pretty much got it right. Uh, the gameplay includes co-op mode, which plays like the boss rush mode of previous 2D Castlevania games. Both rooms and items to find, blah, 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 versus mode. And you can play as... Uh, uh, game characters from previous 2D Castlevania games such as Alucard, Soma Cruz, Jonathan Morris, Shanna, Charlotte, and uh, there's DLC of an 8-bit version of Simon Belmont. Goddamn, we uh, well done remembering that, guys. I, you know, we I'm did impressed. it. Yes, we did. Fantastic. And yeah, since there's all those previous characters, that means there's previous music from uh, from games in the series, and that's pretty much why it's here, guys. I don't know a thing about this uh, this Castlevania game, but I know. It's got just, you know, fantastic updated versions of classic Castlevania tunes. And that's good enough for bonus beats in 2011. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. What a show it's been. Game that tune, Jims, for September. Uh, what a time we'll always remember. Um, want to thank you guys for being patrons. Uh, you know, if you're listening to this and you're not a patron, you should definitely check out patreon.com slash game that tune. We've got awesome exclusives. We've got this. We do our mixtapes. We've got our covered up series. We've got movie commentaries. And we do fantastic stuff with our 24-7 music live stream at twitch.tv slash GTT radio. So you guys should definitely check out patreon.com slash game that tune. 
Special shout out to our absurd fans over there on Patreon. Alex Messenger, Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, Bradford Stevens, Daniel Perky, Taylor Y, Sam L, Mork, Tasty, Grimmery, Phoenix here 2121, Unsaddled Zebra. Just a fantastic group of patrons that you should become a part of. Go to Patreon. Um, and we're closing out with three fantastic songs from Castlevania, Harmony of Despair. Uh, you know, we've got... I don't know. I, I can't say where these fit in the you know all-time pantheon of Castlevania songs, but I think I've chosen three pretty great bops. If you guys want to override me at the last second, I'll, you know, I'll accept it. I selected The Lost Portrait, Aquarius, and Heart of Fire from Castlevania Harmony of Despair. I, I feel like that's three stuff. pretty uh, pretty thorough bops. Uh, you know, do I have any opposition to that? No. No. Okay, good. Fantastic. <laughs> then, uh, you know, guys, I love you. Thanks for listening. Thank you guys for uh, for being here for Jim's this month. And uh, we will see you next time. Peace out, everybody.